This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. This membership community gives you a ton of resources from myself as well as outside experts to help you grow in your faith and your business. To learn more, visit www.blessedandbossedup.com community. Again, that's blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Last week we had Tish and Janae on and we talked a lot about our self-employment journey, what it was like getting ready to be self-employed, what it's been like since being self-employed over the last couple of years. So now we are back with part two of that conversation. As you guys know, being blessed and bossed up goes hand in hand. Like we can't talk about being bossed up without talking about being blessed. So for this episode, I really want to talk about the faith piece because there are not really a lot of entrepreneurs who genuinely like love God and who genuinely want to have their businesses and the things that they do in their lives align with them. And matter of fact, let me say not a lot of, there's not a lot of entrepreneurs. There's not many that I knew of personally when um pretty much deciding that I wanted to do my life God's way and that's that there weren't many and I was so blessed to have you guys in my circle as entrepreneurs and didn't even realize that we were all going to be on the exact same journey of of growing in our faith as well so we've been able to to be there for each other in multiple ways so I definitely thought that it was worth it to have this faith conversation too so I really want to start at the beginning like have you always been saved? Um, I'm sure all of us for sure have not always acted safe, but 
But like, if not, what was really like that turning point though of being like, okay, I'm not just a Christian. I'm not, I don't just go to church on Sundays, but I really want my life to be a reflection of what God has for me. So for me, (laughs) I would say, that's funny. Um, So for me, I would say that I have always known God. I grew up in church. I used to go to church by myself all the time because I just loved going to church. Mm -hmm. Um, I got saved at about 12, but I didn't get baptized until last year. Um, And so I think the transition into adulthood really made like into true adulthood Mm -hmm. um, really after college time really Mm -hmm. grew my faith. And that is when I started thinking about how am I going to like, how am I going to make all of these things work together or how does God want me to make all these things work together? Um, And then by, you know, again, by grace, uh, God gave me a business coach who was praying for me. And that just, again, exposure is important. Yeah. Realizing that other people do this. I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, okay, cool. Like, and so I tell people I'm praying for them all the time, clients or whatever. And that just kind of was a natural thing. It wasn't like a, a huge shift for me, but it was just like a natural progression or evolution. Like I said before, there was a natural evolution into this, just being a part of what I do. It's, it's who I am as a person and it's just what I do. So I, for me, it was just kind of that natural evolution and that exposure of seeing people have God in their business and it not be a problem and yeah. not be an issue. This is a loaded question because every time I go to church, I just say the prayer, you know, <laughs> like, do you believe? Yes, I repent, you know, so I feel so like. So you can save every week. Every week. <laughs> every week. Because I'm just like, I don't know what I did this week, Lord. Oh, my God. But <laughs> I'm going to say this prayer again. Um, just in case. Just in case. Just in case, you know. Right. Y'all don't make it to heaven tonight. <laughs> I was kidding. I really do say it. <laughs> oh my god! So dramatic. Um. So I don't even remember the very first time that I got saved. I always was super inquisitive about God. Yeah. Um. I remember reading the Bible a lot with my grandma and just having a lot of questions, even as a youngster. Um. But I got baptized. Um. In 2016, I want to say, or 20 2016 to 2017. I think it was 2016. Um. And that's when I really just decided. Okay. I'm going to let my church hurt do what it do yeah. back back there. And I'm going to make a decision to kind of be on this new journey myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's when I really began to take it seriously. I, I, joined, I actually joined a church, which I've never done in my adult life. I would go to churches and people would, you know, invite me. And I loved going. Like, I love worship music. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could go to church just for that. Like, I get my, yeah. you know, right from there. But... I just, I just felt like there was a, a a piece of my life that I wasn't giving enough attention, that I wasn't nurturing enough, yeah. and I just kept felt it like kind of nagging at me, if you will. And mm-hmm. I was like, Janae, you just have to, you gotta just go forth and do it. And I feel like once I did that, and I became more unapologetic with the messages I felt like I heard, and kind of like my intuition and God telling me certain things, I felt more confident. Yeah. And being able to just take the risk because it was like, I'm always going to be okay. Like, I'm always going to be all right. Like, this worry isn't mine. This battle mm-hmm. really isn't mine. But it takes kind of knowing God and trusting the relationship yeah. in order to, like, not 
have that worry or yeah. check yourself when it comes up because sometimes it still comes up yeah. but you gotta check yourself like okay wait let me back up um so it was a breakup that kind of happened that kind of spun me into this weird space and I was like okay we cannot be in this weird space that's not where you're meant to be and I think that's what kind of led me back to more of a structured relationship with God like going to an actual church becoming a member mm-hmm. and getting baptized because I just didn't want to be in that space in that place anymore um and God and I are still just on this journey yeah. and I'm so glad that he was there because as I wrote my book, it's about my life. And so I had to think about all of those rough moments and mm-hmm. having that relationship with him helped me understand, you know, because back then I was like, God, for real, mm-hmm. like you, like for real, <laughs> like why me, right? Yeah. Why am I going through this kind of thing? But then I'm like, you know what? He put me through that stuff because he knew I would be able to come out of it mm-hmm. with a certain perspective, with a certain mm-hmm. grace, right? With a certain light that I would be able to ignite other people for him to like get on the right path or to not have to go down that path. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's all right. So now I feel so okay with it because I built a relationship with God and I feel like it was for a good reason. So I'm gonna let God slide this time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about relationship, though, because it's like in previous generations, we were taught like this Christian uniform. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex, come to church, give your money, act like you got it all together. And then somehow that was like your cheat code into heaven. And it wasn't really stressed the importance of the pastor was put on a pedestal. It wasn't really stressed the importance of having a one on one relationship with God to where you're able to spend time with him where you're able to hear from him when you're able to do what he says and and not just hear from him but converse with him and and love him and really just have this intimate relationship we really weren't taught that and I feel like with our generation there are a lot of us that are understanding that what we were brought up in is bs and trying to figure out a different way to get to the same destination. And so some of us have opted to figure out like, okay, how can I build that relationship with God for myself? Like, what does the Bible actually say? And how can I learn how to hear him for myself? And there are others who are looking for that same, who are rebelling against what we were, um, what we grew up in. And then those are the folks that's looking for like the universe and all of those people, because they're looking for something to feel that void or to give them that sense of peace that only God, y'all know the father of Jesus, we get specific on this show, only God can really provide for them. Um, So I want to ask you guys, like, how have you been able to build that intimate relationship with God? Yeah. So for me, my experience in childhood is really important because sometimes I only really had God or church or something to lean on. That was like a quiet great space for me to be in mm-hmm. um but as i grew older of course we all <laughs> we all have that that time where we kind of break away from church and like kind of you know do our own thing and for me i've always been called right back to church like it doesn't matter how far away i go it's like i'm on a leash and i always get pulled back in some kind of way and so um probably again 25 26 i I decided that I was going to start dating God. Um, so like building oh, my, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So building my relationship with God. So I literally wrote out on a post-it and posted on my, my little cork board, like dating God. And I, so I wrote, um, go on dates with God once or twice a week. So that means go to church and go to Bible study. Right. Um, 
see how God treats other people. Like all the things you would do when you're building a relationship with a person, like you want to know if you're dating a guy, you want to know how they treat other people, right? You want to see how they treat their mom. You want to see how they treat their friends. And so I wanted to see how God treats other people Mm -hmm. and like how he shows up in their lives. And those are some of the ways, like I wrote out a list of five. So it was um, go on dates with God, see how God treats other people, spend time with God, intimate time with God. So that's in worship and prayer, those kind of things. And just having those like core ways that I was like, quote unquote, dating God to build my relationship the same way that I would do with a man in the natural. I wanted Mm -hmm. to build my relationship with God in that way. And so that really helped me to like think. So, you know, sometimes we think about the spiritual in a way that's so unattainable that you have to break it down into a way that's attainable (laughs) that you can that your mind can really understand. So for me, it was breaking it down into those like go on dates with God. What does that mean? You know, Mm -hmm. go to church, go to Bible study, do these kind of things. Um, getting baptized was really important to me I, because I just felt like that was like almost like a marriage, right? Like that's, yeah. that's like sealing the deal. Like, yeah, yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was saved. I went to the altar when I was like 12 years old. I was young though. And at my church, they didn't have us um, do a baptism. And I honestly cannot remember why mm-hmm. they just kind of did like a water sprinkling thing, which was a baptism, but not in the water. And I felt yeah. like really being submersed in the water was really important for me and so I did that last year and it was kind of like just this like just like seal the deal that this is who you're going to be with the rest of your life kind of thing yeah I know it kind of sounds corny but it was just something in the natural for me Mm -hmm. to really like bring me to the spiritual level of commitment with God so I think those kind of things have helped me build my relationship and um and kind of keep my relationship going with God like talking to God every day and Mm -hmm. those kind of things today um so i feel like my relationship with god has kind of always been one that was more intimate without lots of structure and that's where i'm at now with my relationship with trying to have more structure yeah um trying to be more into the actual word of god and actually like so i've always kind of been the person that felt god's presence felt him talking to me and how I tested that is I would do what he said. Like if I'm like if I'm hearing God, if God is saying like don't do this, I just wouldn't. I'm like okay, let me just make sure that I'm hearing correct, and I just wouldn't do it. And I'm like oh, it paid out. Or mm-hmm. I would hear him telling me to do something, and I would do it. And I'm like okay, so then that's how I learned to trust yeah. the voice, if that makes any sense. Um, and mm-hmm. then there were times where I would maybe be hearing and I do it, and it doesn't work out. And I'm like oh, maybe that wasn't the right voice to listen to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I've always had that intimate relationship with him. So some of the more practical things I do when I journal, they're all titled Dear God. So yeah, I do that. All of my journal entry, like my journal, that's who it's like who I'm writing to. So Mm -hmm. every night or and I try to do it as much as possible because I realize that is kind of like our time together. Yeah. And it's like Dear God, and it's like I write whatever I write, and I really talk to God like we besties like can you believe like like he don't know what's going on I can see on. you doing that with believe having like 20 E's yes. or something like yes. so extra so extra and pink pen with glitter pins I know God is like what did I create with this one <laughs> so I'm like can you believe this and then it's like by the end of it I always have kind of like some you know epiphany and then every 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 time it's signed amen so that's kind of like part of how I 
constantly connect with him and just release mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. um and then just kind of reflect on different things going on in my life um but i i can say with my relationship i'm at a stage now where i am being kind of challenged and tugged to kind of get more into the word and cheat code for anyone out there i've learned that i just started to surround myself with a lot of women who were on different like levels of their spiritual journey yeah so uh i don't know if god did it god did you do that but um <laughs> i found myself being around other people who were on different spiritual levels than me yeah. that were able to help like refine me right mm-hmm. um and so that's been helpful because i felt alone on my spiritual journey for a long time mm-hmm. which was okay because i had god but I'm like, okay, so now I'm around all these other women who are able to kind of, like, assist me, even if they're not directly saying it. I'm paying attention. I'm looking at how they move. I'm like, dang, they really can quote scriptures. Like, let me get my life together. <laughs> my one friend makes fun of me about a Luke scripture. That's all I'm going to say because I just got it all messed up one time. So, <laughs> I- Yeah, and it's just like, and so that's also been helpful to just kind of surround yourself with people that can teach you, even just in the smaller lessons. Like, we don't have to sit down, and it doesn't have to be a, thou shalt not, you know, do this, but just simple conversations, simple stories, different things that are so relatable. Mm -hmm. So that's been helpful for me with my relationship with God um, as well. And it's been nice. I guess I just kind of look forward to increasing my faith and increasing, you know, my confidence with it. Um, and I look forward to being able to quote scriptures. So so what are you going to do then to be able to level up? Like, okay. what's going to be different? You hear her? You know? <laughs> I'm actually read this Bible. Um, but I got to get a new one because it's King James Version. Oh, yeah, girl. No. Not going to work for me. <laughs> um, so I'm, uh, my goal is to get a new international version. I'm, I realize I actually need a physical Bible because I do read it on my phone, my Bible mm-hmm. app. I have plans. And I do look forward to reading the quote of the day. And I, sometimes I wish I had enough time. And I think that's also on me because when I read the quote, you know, the, the scripture of the day, rather, Sometimes I'm like, Dad, I want to read the whole chapter or I want to read, you know, but it's like maybe I didn't wake up in enough time Mm -hmm. to actually sit and do that and kind of like, excuse me, have that study then. So it's like, I don't know, do I need to do it at a different time? Do I need to wake up in enough time to actually read it Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of, you know, dive deeper into it? So I do think I'm going to wake up a bit earlier to kind of read the scripture of the day and just maybe do a quick little, you know, a deep dive with it that way. Mm -hmm. But then I just need a physical Bible because I'm just a physical reader. um, And I like to highlight, really highlight and be able Mm -hmm. to go back to it and be able to bookmark it. And it's not as easy to me on the phone and actually a Bible study. I've been doing a virtual, I've done a virtual Bible study. um, And so I just want to continue to find like those ways to connect. And um, so yeah, Bible study, Getting an actual physical yes. new international version yes. of Bible mm-hmm. and just probably and waking up to spend more time with God with the word. Cause I feel like I spend time with him enough. Like I'll quiet down everything mm-hmm. and fast from things, but I'm still not mm-hmm. always into the Bible and the word. So yeah, I think faith, the faith journey is something, another one of those things that people want to just go to bed and wake up and be the most spiritually mature person in the world. And it doesn't work like that. Like at all, you start off small, you start off figuring things out and and you're just going to continue to grow. Like there is no destination. Like at first when I was trying to figure God out, he was having me do things like fast 
And so I fasted every week for a year from food every Monday. I was like, I was fasting every day. I would be a whole stick. But um, <laughs> fasting from food on Mondays every week for a year. And now God is like, that's not enough. But a year ago or a year and a half ago, whenever I did that, that was enough for where I was at that point. But now that's not enough. Now I need to do more. Now I got to go back to the drawing board like we talked about with the business. Now I got to go back to the drawing board and what can I take out? So we talked about with, um, we was masterminding while we were here. We were talking about with me pulling away from engaging on social media because it takes time. Like if I'm doing stories or whatever, I'm doing it under the guise of, oh, I want to show people this. So I want to show people that. And God is like, um, I just need you to be with me and then I'll tell you what to do. And then you do it and you come back here with me. Like all of that you got going on is wasting time. So me having to go back, like, dang, I thought I reached a certain point or people looking at me like I'm supposed to have it figured all out. Cause I'm preaching on here every week, but no, it's a journey. Like I got to keep being on my face. I got to keep growing. I got to keep putting myself around people who are more spiritually mature than me. So if they say, a scripture I don't know and it resonates with me some type of way I write it down so then I go look it back up the great thing about Google is you can Google <laughs> such and such and such say you have like a, a short verb or what or a blurb of what they say you can Google that with scripture next to it and it'll pop up yeah. like and you can find out exactly where that was and then I'll go back and read it or if I'm looking at a sermon and a particular passage that I may not have heard before like I was watching a sermon recently um and she talked about the story um she talked about basically how a lot of us get so caught up in being busy and um I forgot this was a few a long time ago but it was good but she talked about like the story of Martha um and Mary and how Martha one of them was so like uh, I don't remember but one of them was so pressed about like fixing dinner and making sure dinner was good and the other one recognized Jesus was in the room and was like at his feet and so I heard that story before. And so I had made a mental note like, oh, I need to go back and study that. I haven't yet. But I was like, I need to go back and study that because I've heard it before, but I didn't hear it in the context that she explained it. So now I want to go back to my physical Bible and read it. And I have I use the life application Bible for those that are listening that I always talk about because it's just such a good Bible that gives so much context to where it's like reading a story. Like I'd be reading the Bible like dog, why did he even do that? Like, this was so dumb. Like, I wouldn't have did that if I was like, like it's a book because I mean, it is, but yeah, but with Tish or both of you guys understanding like the growth in the spiritual life and then having this growth in the business life, at what point did you realize God needs to be the CEO of my business as well? Like these things need to come together. Or was it ever separate for you in the first place? I, I'm not sure that it was ever separate. Yeah. You know that now that you're at, I've never really thought about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I have your guide as my CEO journal and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever thought about it being separate. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just me. So I don't think I've ever thought about it being separate. Okay. Well, how then, well then for you, how do you keep God as CEO? Like, how do you not let the levels that you're getting to steer you away it's easy to get to a certain level of success and being in LA and then going to Miami and then being location independent as you are <laughs> it's so easy to get caught up in like the success and not staying at his feet that's not easy because I don't be knowing what I'm doing otherwise if God That's wasn't true. telling me what to yeah. do I literally wouldn't know what to do so yeah it's really easy for me because I told you I gotta be keeping me humble so <laughs> yeah. in different ways like so I 
I rely on God to tell me what to do next mm-hmm. so much that it would be impossible for for me to just go on my own will. That's good. I just I really do rely on God. And I know that might sound like just like one of those things people say, but like mm-hmm. if I sit here right now and you ask me what I'm going to do, I don't really know. I'll be like, "Okay, God, show me the next step. Show me how you want me to do it." And I, that's just how I talk to God. So for me, it's just this, like I said earlier, it's like a natural evolution of how I'm growing with God. It's like, okay, show me how to do this thing. Okay. And you want me to do it this way and why? And I honestly don't know what I'm doing outside of God's will. I'm Mm -hmm. not a natural business person. I'm a natural servant. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to business, I need God as my CEO because I need someone who can tell me what to do next, how to do it, how to operate things. Um, So I I really rely on God for that. Um, And I really honestly hadn't thought about that until you just, (laughs) until you just asked me that question. I'm like, oh, dang, I've never really not relied on God in my business. And as, as I'm thinking about that, I'm just thinking about how, how important that has been for me in my journey to just Mm -hmm. have that reliance on God so much. It's been important for me not to know what I'm doing, right? Like not to be in control so much, not to be like pushing my own agenda so much that I'm getting in my own way. And not to Mm -hmm. say that I never do that. I do do that sometimes, Mm -hmm. but in business, I definitely am like, okay, God, I need to know what you, what you want me to do next because I don't really know (laughs) what to do next. And so I, Y'all, anybody listening to this podcast, if you've ever listened to any episode I've been on before, I have systems for everything, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that I have every um, every week in my journal, I do pray, listen, work, repeat. And I do like columns and I write out what the prayer is, like what I want clarity for in my business or what I want clarity for in my life. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the week, I just listen to see if the answer shows up. The answer always shows up. It's not always the answer I want, yeah. but the yeah. answer always shows up. And so I'll write out whatever that thing I was listening for. I'll write that out. And then I'll say, okay, God, what is the work you want me to do to this thing? And then I'll write out what the work next step is. And so it doesn't always look so linear like a lot of other people's. My business doesn't look linear like other people's businesses because I'm not operating the way other people are. And it looks from the outside looking in, it looks probably chaotic or a mess or I don't know what it looks like to other people. I don't really care. But um, Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, okay, I know that I'm asking God to show me what's next. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he says, it's not about your business. It's about your personal life. Sometimes it's like, well, it's not about doing this task this week it's about doing this for this person or going to this place and serving this person because this serving that person today might serve you five years from now but you need to go serve this person and so doing things that sometimes don't make sense to other people is how you know god is your ceo yeah that's so good and i think that's the importance when i talk to you i always am reminded of the importance of the people that's in your life because like you said sometimes when you in the pool it's hard to kind of see what's going on and so when I I know when I talk to you and I'm controlling is my issue straight up like for real trusting God is a a daily decision because if I don't make that if I don't wake up and find my quiet place I'm gonna do whatever I want to do and who knows where that's gonna end me up at so I have to make a conscious decision to be like not my will, but let your will be done. But talking to you, you always bring it back into perspective for me. Like this week, you're like, Tatum, do you even realize how like unusually blessed you are? And I'll be like, no, <laughs> like honestly, I don't because it's my life. 
You know what I mean? It's hard it's for like, me to see. Who has a prophet calling them like on a Tuesday? <laughs> like, hey, girl. <laughs> but it's I don't. It's it's not that it's not unusual for me because it's my life. Or I may be struggling with something. And you like you said something to me the other day, where I was I was like, you know, these people keep saying how much I'm impacting them and you know all of this and if it, and it's nice and all that. But like, what am I supposed to to do with that? Like. And you was like, and you were saying like, it's not about what you what you have to do. Is you just need to ask God, what, who do you need to be? Because for me, I'm always trying to do something. I'm always trying to be busy, as opposed to just recognizing who God called me to be. And sometimes it's almost like it's too easy to be true. And it's and it's that idea that, and I know this sounds so corny, but God didn't make you a human doing; He made you a human being. And remembering that, girl, that you was a are- word. Yeah. you are called to be and so for you as a person who is who is trying to be in control and do constantly and not saying that we don't all do that like we all do it but god wants you to be and just Mm -hmm. like show up for Mm -hmm. as who you are and show up as who has who he has called you to be Mm -hmm. and like that's an easy way to remember that god didn't call me to be a human doing he called me to be a human being and so reminding yourself that every day to just be yeah, that's good. And that's something I think I'm really going to take from this trip moving forward because I feel like up until this point, it has been, God, what do you want me to do? God, you told me to change this podcast. You told me to write this book. You told me to do these things. I constantly humble myself before you. I constantly let you use me. You speak through me every week. We impact millions of people. What do you want me to do next? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's next? And God is like, he's beginning to kind of open my eyes to the the magnitude of who I am Mm -hmm. and you saying that really just like went to my heart like okay that's what the shift needs to be then because before getting here was definitely prophesied to me about like the next level and all these things that's going to happen for me but it's like okay but God what do you want me to do next and so I think for me what I really have taken away is like okay the next step is to just be like Mm -hmm. be who God called me to be walking everything that I've put in so much work to become up until this point. I think that's a lesson for everybody listening as well, because I think we do get to focus on, like you said, being human doings instead of human, instead of human beings. And we do have to focus more so on just, like you said, just being who God called us to be as opposed to trying to put that grind back into it. You know what I'm saying? But Janae, what about you? Like, I know you're still growing in your faith journey and that's okay. Like sometimes you say stuff like, well, I don't know. It's like, no, it's okay to be where you are. You know what I mean? It's okay to be a work in progress. You can be a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's it's okay. You don't have to be the perfect Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, you are who God says you are, whether you're acting like it or not. So it's okay to (laughs) be a work in progress. So for you who is figuring it out, Mm -hmm. like how do you make sure that you place God at that CEO role, um, role and keep him there? Uh, such a such a great question. I think one of the biggest things, and this kind of goes back to what you two were just saying, is understanding seasons. Yeah, put the mic up closer. Um, understanding <laughs> seasons because we're always not in a do season. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're in a B season. Sometimes we're in a lay low. And I think that 
being able to respect that mm-hmm. is the best thing because when you're in a, I know when I'm in like a lay low being season, I'm learning something. Yeah, there's something that I have to go through. There's some emotional transformation that I have to do, and I think just kind of <laughs> the word of the year that's uh, that's rough for me is surrendering. Like just surrendering yeah. to that process, surrendering because you know you have the ability to produce. Mm-hmm. You know you have the ability to like you know you have the capability, but you're like. I feel like I'm supposed to just sit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to just be still. But understanding that that's just impactful, that's just as impactful and powerful as doing is something that I try to just remember. So just kind of really learning how to surrender to God. So when I feel things aren't working out, maybe it's because I'm not supposed to be doing that thing mm-hmm. and just surrendering to that. Um, I think the other thing too is I really just acknowledge how hard being a therapist is like how hard yeah. my job is on top of running a business and the fact that I can still do it with joy mm-hmm. can't come for me. Mm-hmm. It's just no way that I could be, you know, show Nobody up. wakes up giving hugs. No. <laughs> Nobody I mean, does I that do. but you. <laughs> Nobody but you is that bubbly all the time. Right. <laughs> They're making fun of me in my morning hugs, uh, guys, but it's okay. Um, but, and that's how I feel. I feel yeah. there's, there's no way that I could have gone through a lot of the trauma that I've gone through and mm-hmm. still want to come out and help mm-hmm. people. And the fact that I still will do these things kind of sometimes for free or whatever it is. So I feel like that is the God in me, yeah. you know, to just kind of keep going. And I'm just grateful for that. And I don't let that fall on deaf ears. Um, I think too, again, my network, the people that I'm around, Mm -hmm. if I struggle with keeping God first, they don't. So (laughs) I'm just right along with them. And I think really when you're in the water with people, no matter how deep, as long as they're going the right way, Mm -hmm. like you're, you're in there, you're in their tide, you're, you're right there behind them. And so Mm -hmm. I think just being in the same water, it's kind of like being under the same vessel and under the same wing. And it's just like, I'm here too. So I'm just, I'm catching, you know, even yeah. the, the back wave until I'm strong enough to swim up there with them, which is mm. okay. Okay with the water okay. analogies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go but, ahead. And, you know, and so I that's just, that's just kind of where I am right now. It's like, I know I'm in the same body of water, right? I may not have that same strength, but I'm there. And, you know, and. You got the, like same, the same strength because you got the same God working on the inside of you that's yeah. working on the inside of everybody else. It's yeah. just tapping into that strength. Yes. That's all. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Girl, Tish, <laughs> I be know. a thug. Thug. Thug life. Thug life. Pull yes. it together. <laughs> but no, and, and you're right. And I think it's something that I have to just recognize because when you don't, we don't recognize like when we're not, um, I guess brought up with it necessarily or when you've had so many struggles with it. It's like, you know, you know, it's good, but it's like, dad, how many cuts can I get trying to get? Yeah. Yeah to it right and then it's like I'm gonna keep on putting Neosporin on I'm gonna keep on putting bandages on to get because you know it's good but you you keep kind of getting cut Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things that can be really um hard even for like millennials as we talk about this journey of faith because we've been cut and scratched in so many ways because we're trying to get to other people's version of their relationship with God or our relationship Mm -hmm. with God and we aren't like we like we're talking about not being taught how to do it 
for ourselves and through ourselves. And I think it really just starts with wanting to be a good person Mm -hmm. and, you know, really wanting to just treat people how you want to be treated without that fear that Mm -hmm. you, somebody going to get you first. Right. If they decide that they want to get you first, that's not even going to be your battle to fight. Mm -hmm. Like you, Mm -hmm. you just continue to do what you need to do. But that's how I kind of just, you know, keep God first. I I look at how I'm able to still show up with an open and full heart for other people. Mm -hmm. Although I've been, people have been, you know, withdrawn from me for years. And I just, I'm in the water with other people who are strong, you know, maybe stronger or Mm -hmm. on their journey. And I just, I'm just being more open to learning from them and watching them. And that's helping me. So for the both of you guys, like what has been, the biggest struggle with your faith walk and how have you been able to like navigate it? I think the biggest struggle with my faith walk, hmm, um, probably that's a good question. I don't know. Um, my biggest struggle, I'm just thinking on a daily basis or like macro or micro level, macro level. I think my biggest struggle is knowing that in every area of my life God has me because sometimes Mm -hmm. as much as I say I trust God is my CEO of my business that's because I don't know what I'm doing there's other areas (laughs) right that I know what I'm doing right (laughs) Uh and I I have to trust in those areas Mm -hmm. too and not be in control or in my family that's there it is that's where it is right in my family knowing that God's word is always true and that what he has told me forever is going to be true, even if I don't see it yet. And I think that my biggest faith issue comes along in that area, in the areas where I feel like I know what should happen here. Because mm-hmm. in business, for me, it's easy because I don't know what I'm doing. So it's easy to give <laughs> over control to the thing. It's like, I don't even want to do this, right? I don't mm-hmm. even want to be the CEO of this. But in my family, I do want to be in control. In my yeah. family, I do want to be the person that helps bring things together or whatever and recognizing that that's not necessarily my job. Yeah. So I think my biggest struggle comes in those areas that are um a little more familiar and developed Mm -hmm. in me that I have had to be in control in those areas before so for me my faith the struggle and faith come from that I don't struggle with trusting God to do things in my own life you know as I'm talking this through it's really coming to me what the struggle is right Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily struggle with trusting what God is going to do for Letitia Carr's life but what I'm asking and praying for God to do in other people's life and those kind of things. I struggle with that not happening the way that I want it to happen and not having that control. And like, I think we've talked about this before that sometimes things are happening to the people around us, not for punishment to us, even if it feels like punishment to us, you know, Mm -hmm. and those kind of faith things is what I struggle with. The, the other things I'm good. I'm solid. Like Mm -hmm. you ain't got to question my faith at all, but and those kind, those areas of my life, those are the areas that I'm like, okay, God, are you really listening? Are you really there? Are you mm-hmm. really going to do what you said you was going to do in that area? So those kind of areas are where I struggle in faith. So how do you navigate that then? Who child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm learning every day to put it down. Mm-hmm. And that is not, you know, to put those things down into the same way I'm saying that I... I'm okay with giving up control in my business because I don't know what I'm doing to be like, you don't really know what you're doing over there too. That's not yours to be Mm -hmm. concerned about. And so um, I just remember as a kid, 
Um, my pastor used to say, he had a cute little saying about it, but essentially about laying your burdens down and leaving them at yeah. the altar and practicing leaving things at the altar and leaving things with God is how I do it. So I, y'all know me and my systems. I told y'all I got something <laughs> for everything. So I'll write it out. Like I'll write it in a post-it note or I'll write it out and say, God, this is what I'm surrendering to you. Yeah. And I have to do that. I have to do some kind of physical manifestation mm -hmm. of surrendering um, to help me release things. So that's one way that that's one way that I deal with. I'll write it out. I'll rip it up. I'll write it out or, or post it somewhere <laughs> or something like that yeah. to really have that like this is me laying it down physically. Um, and that's just kind of how my brain works. I think that that just helps me see it laid down somewhere. Yeah. I think that's practical. That's really yeah. good. I, I try to make God practical. If yeah. you haven't noticed, yeah. like, I try to make my relationship with God as practical as possible. Mm -hmm. So Janae, what about you? Like what's been the biggest struggle and how do you like navigate that? <laughs> uh, so actually I feel like my personal life has been the biggest struggle with my faith. Mm -hmm. um, I'm afraid of losing people. Mm -hmm. mm. So I'm going to be transparent. I'm clearly being transparent, right? But I'm, I'm afraid of losing people. And that's because I've had just trauma with losing people over the years. And it's like, I'm tired. Like, I'm yeah. tired of losing people. And you're like, Ugh, what happens if you, you know what I mean? If you start to maneuver this way, you move this way, will you lose more people? And I know we all say you lose people, God will give you more. And I firmly believe that it's actually happened. Still scary yeah. <laughs> in real time <laughs> to just, you know, let go. So I, I think for me, it's just understanding lifestyle changes, understanding what that means for me, understanding, um, just yeah it's really is just about the losing of people mm -hmm. for me business wise I feel really good about where God has me but I, I have to be honest and say that my low self-confidence with that piece of being fearful of losing people mm -hmm. it impacts the business a bit too because am I working too hard to keep certain relationships together yeah that makes sense which means if I'm working too hard over here I'm not focusing enough mm -hmm. over here. Mm -hmm. So it still it still relates, you know, and it still connects and correlates. But I think that's the biggest thing for me is just kind of understanding or or not understanding, but the fear of mm -hmm. losing people based on my faith. And I know that that's probably something a lot of people kind of struggle with. It's mm -hmm. just like, what happens when you change your lifestyle? Because like once you have awareness of certain things, you yeah. really can't go back. It's like once you know better, you do better kind yeah. of a thing. And that's mm -hmm. like real. And so... I would say that's just my biggest issue right now with my faith is just looking at my life restructure itself again. Yeah. And I talked about that before. Like you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it because my life is about to be restructured all over again. Yeah. I feel it. It's right here. It's not <laughs> <laughs> and I just got to be like, okay, God, come on in. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's where I am right now with that. Okay, so I do have, like, two questions that I want us to answer together. Um, so let me make sure I don't say this person's name. Okay, so this question says, I'm an up-and-coming entrepreneur. I've been in business for three years so far, and I've been really struggling with my journey recently. I was looking for an episode that spoke on the lonely part of it and came across one, but it was more in regards to romantic relationships. I've had mentors and people who have prophesied to me about how big this calling is on my life and how I won't be able to relate to a lot of what's going on around me, including people, because of where I'm going. 
I don't really have any friends or a tribe to call my own right now. And I've really been feeling um, I've really been feeling it, especially since my birthday just passed. I'm thankful for the people that I do have. Most of the people that are in my life that get me are elders. No one really my age. I've lost people and friends along the way already, have been going through very hard trials and just kind of feel in an empty space and out of place. I wish I could describe this better, but hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say. I'd like to know your thoughts on all of this and what the spirit has to say through you. So what do you guys think about this? You got a therapist and a life coach answering these questions, girl. You are lit. Holy Spirit, lead me. Right. <laughs> so I think I think that when we think about relationships, and I don't know if it's just romantic relationships or friendships and any kind of relationship, that you have to realize that sometimes there is a season of loneliness and that it doesn't always have to be that way. And I think we talked about this already. So on the last episode is that you have to start putting yourself in positions to be around people who do believe like you believe, who are going the way that you're going. You're not the only person with a huge calling on your life. You got to find the rooms with the people with the big callings on their lives. Right. And pray when you're praying about about this not praying to keep people in your life Mm -hmm. and as hard as that is to let people go if you have to let them go you have to let them go but to pray that God will put you in position to be around the right kind of people the people who will get you the people who will pour into you because Mm -hmm. I know in my life I'm often the person pouring into other people Mm -hmm. so my prayer was that God would put people around me to pour into me too. So I wouldn't be pouring from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. And so, and he's given me that and it Mm -hmm. took, and it didn't come from the way that I thought it was. It it wasn't like they just dropped out the sky. Mm -hmm. I had to really put myself in position to meet people and ask God for the discernment of knowing who was who. I remember when I met, I think, I think it was you first. I met Tatum and I remember God being like, she's somebody that you're supposed to support. Like, and I think I told you that out loud too, that like, I don't think so, but I appreciate it. Oh, (laughs) I mean, like, I think we were at this point, we were like masterminding together or something when I really thought about it, but it was just like, God was like, this is a person you need to support. Mm -hmm. And I I have the ability to see things in people that they don't necessarily see in themselves. And I saw the bigness in Tatum and I know the bigness in me. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, something told me to like, be supportive of her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and other people around, it's not just, it's not just Tatum, Janae, um, Tiffany, Kristen, just people mm-hmm. come around me and it's like, you need to support them some kind of way. Yeah. And it doesn't always, so sometimes building those relationships doesn't always look like the way you would build a regular relationship. You're mm-hmm. not, you're, when you're building relations with people who are, have higher callings, the way that's built doesn't look the same as the friends you made in middle school. Yeah. You know, so, putting yourself in those positions, being willing to serve and romantic relationship. It's probably, probably not the greatest person because somebody might just introduce you to your future. Husband. Cause I've introduced her to hers. Okay. Kidding. Okay. But you just never no, she know. Not. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never know, you know how that romantic relationship is going to come along. So just be open, be willing to, be willing to meet more people who are on your level because the more people you meet like that, the more, the more people that are going to, the more people that you'll have to support you. This lonely season you're in is not forever. Mm-hmm. It's it's temporary. So just get yourself into position and pray that God puts you in position to be with people who are like-minded, who are, who are called the way that you're called. Yeah. And sometimes you got to be, 
in that season of being by yourself so that God can mold you. You know, sometimes it's not meant for you to to be attached to other people. You might sabotage those relationships if you don't fix the things that he's trying to do in you. So don't look at being lonely as a bad thing. Look at it like, oh, my birthday just passed. This is a season where I can't be around everybody because this what this baby that God has, has blessed me with is is too big. Like I can't have everybody in, involved. Yeah, I can't have everybody touching my baby. Everybody can't put their hands on my stomach. So yeah, kind of sucks. I'm used to having the parties and everything, but you know what? I'm I'm about to take myself out. I'm about to do something fun or whatever that makes me happy. I'm about to do that today and just appreciate this season that I'm in. And then when the time is right, God will begin to place people in my life. But don't don't look at the lonely season as a bad thing. You know what I mean? And don't be too eager to be around people anyway, because when you're too eager to like be around folks, you get around the wrong people and people that are not for you will see that calling too. Like they will see what's on the inside of you and they will try to get around you and they will taint it. So you need to make sure that you're solid, that you're happy with being by yourself and happy with the work that God is doing through you. Because if you have a big calling with your life, like I said this when we were speaking the other day, like the oil, in order to get olive oil, you got to crush the olive. Like in order to get diamonds, it has to be pressed. There's pressure. You, anybody that's in a position that you admire have lost something. We have to give something up. You got to go through things in order for you to be able to help people. If you don't got no, if you ain't been through no test. How are you going to have a testimony that's going to save people's lives? Like you're going to have to go through stuff. And in order for those situations to not break you, then you need to be able to be okay with being by yourself. Sometimes God puts his valuable, and somebody told me this, and I'm telling it to you, like sometimes put, God puts his valuable people, his things that he values on the shelf for a little bit so everybody can't touch you. Will you go into like a Louis Vuitton store and you want the real good bag, like the expensive joint? It's all the way up. They got to get a ladder. They got a white glove and they climb up there gently to get it. Like they treating that thing with care. Everybody ain't able to touch it and try it on and put it on and look. No, it's lonely because it's valuable. So you got to understand your value and appreciate the season that you're in. And a lot of us look at elders and I, and I learned this recently or I realized this recently, like a lot of times we look at elders like, oh, everybody in my life is older. Those are the people you need to be up under getting wisdom from. I think we've been broken so much from people older than us that we forget just how much wisdom generations prior to us had, the ones with the good intentions. So just make sure like you have good people in your life, whether they're older or not, go position yourself under them and learn. And and see what they have to pour into you. And like Tish said, then then once God releases you to, find the environments you want to be in and go. You know what I mean? We we spend so much time like, oh my go to the environment. It's like, you know what I mean? And by yourself. And go by yourself. Go by yourself. <laughs> and, and I just want to add that you have to honor yourself. So I have plenty of stories about what God did for me once I honored myself. And so just to let you, just to let you know, it's okay. I was in a relationship and God told me I needed to dead that. And as soon as I deaded that my book became a thing. Mm. And that person asked me, that ex asked me, he said, do you think you would have ever written your book? Had we still been together? And he was like, don't lie. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. And I was like, no, because Mm. I was too busy focused on keeping this together, right? Mm -hmm. That somehow has been my role. And he agreed with that. And so 
when you honor yourself, I feel like God honors you in return and mm-hmm. he helps you kind of navigate what you need to do. And at that next season, somebody came into my life that was able to appreciate this baby that God had, you know, given me and was able to help me along that journey to kind of keep going. So you always want to honor yourself. And if you feel that the people around you aren't nurturing you, aren't nurturing your gifts, listen to that mm-hmm. voice. It's it's tough. I did it a few different times. It was tough. But each time on the other side, there was something better. And in the recent scenario, when I honored myself, when I was at peace with that, God turned around and dropped something back into me that was exactly what I wanted, had no idea it was coming, and I was okay with that. And so it's important to just really honor yourself and to not question those times. Because like Tatum said, you know, you have to sometimes be alone Mm -hmm. to reflect and to understand what it is that you're supposed to get from that past situation and -hmm. how you're supposed to move into your newer situations. Yes, being alone does not mean that you have to be lonely. Right. Sometimes God wants you to himself and you have to use that time to fellowship with him and be like, okay, what are the lessons that I'm supposed to learn in this season? So I hope we encouraged you, um, gave you a little bit more peace about this season. And we don't say this to make it seem like it's easy. You know, a lot of times people be like, well, that's easier said than done and use that as a cop out to actually dealing with it or doing the work. Like it's not it's definitely easier said than done, but it's possible and you have to do it because the calling can be big on your life. But if you don't go through the process to actually reach it, you're never going to get there. You're going to you know, there there's statistics that show like 90 percent of the people um, in the cemetery have goals that they never or dreams or callings or whatever that they never achieved. Mm. So having the call and implementing the call and the call being seen out is two totally different things. So you got to be willing to go through whatever it takes for what God has in store for you to actually happen. So the next question says, I'm a 24 year old wife and mommypreneur with a nonprofit serving servicing the youth within my community, along with the performing arts company slash studio I established in 2014. Currently, I'm in the process of building a performing arts charter school after God decided to call me higher and to fulfilling my purpose in educating our youth. My question is, if you knew anyone with experience in this who could help guide me along my journey, we have a board and all the foundational components. Your help is greatly appreciated. So, Janae, I know you are familiar with this. So I figured, yeah, to answer your question, girl, I do know somebody. And, uh, <laughs> here she is. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so, OK, so I think a few things. I think you really want to look at your mission. One thing I see entrepreneurs and nonprofit owners do is they try to have too big of a goal for what their nonprofit is supposed to do and what their goal is supposed to be. So you really want to narrow it down um, so that you can master that thing, right? Whatever that thing is, you need to master that. Um, You also want to look at maybe what other nonprofits are doing in your area because collaboration is also important. You know, as long as it aligns, right, with your mission and your goals, you can also collaborate with other orgs in your area so that, you know, there's strength in numbers, there's strength in collaboration, right? 
I'm here with great women and we've been able to talk and collaborate and have conversations. So there is power in that as long as people have the same mission and the same mindset. So you also want to maybe look into who's in your area in terms of collaboration. But again, you really just want to make sure that you are zoomed in and zoned in on what your nonprofit's mission is going to be. You really want to pay attention to once you have that mission, how can you effectively um, implement that, right? Because some people will have a mission and a goal, but they have no action steps. How are you going to achieve that? Okay, you want the kids in the neighborhood to be able, you know, to ex- be expressive and dance. Okay, how are you going to get them to that place? Is that three times a week classes? Is that training them in, you know, reading music? Is that having acting coaches come in? You know, they'll be able to put on a production by the end of the year. You really want to be able to identify how you're going to reach your mission, how it's going to be measured, because when you're asking people to support and fund it and do different things, they also want to know how you plan to execute that, how you plan to measure that. You also want to have the capacity to be able to get it done. Don't say you're going to be able to work with 100 students and then maybe it's just one person teaching the classes. You may need to have more people assisting you with teaching the classes or maybe it's a virtual class that you have to do. So you just want to be mindful. You want to be um, concrete. You want to have goals that are measurable and you want to have a mission that is concise. Um, Yeah, and I would add like two things to that. One because you have this nonprofit, make sure like your books is together. Yes. One thing I learned about marrying a CPA is like the importance of your books because he's an auditor. And so he like does like the line by line stuff and he's worked with nonprofits and just her. I've heard stories just about how they just don't be having their stuff together. So it's so important to make sure that your books are together. And then also you were saying that you wanted to, um, uh, what did you say opening up a school funding find funding for that like get other like the government involved and just do as much networking because now you're getting political you're going into education so definitely make sure that you are connecting with the people that you need to connect with that's going to be able to fund your school that's going to be able to get your school to be accredited and things like that and Kristen is um in that space and one thing I learned just from hearing about her business is don't be don't be intimidated if you're not qualified to be in that space because she talks about she has an amazing story we'll have her on the podcast um sometime soon but just not having an education background and now her curriculums in schools all over the country and she's doing such a great job so it's um but she's not on paper not qualified like they making jokes like oh are you doctor um Hopkins and she's like no I'm Kristen and Mm -hmm. my checks don't (laughs) need to say doctor as long as they clear you know what I mean so just make sure too that your confidence is in place so that if God is calling you to do this you probably ain't qualified for it like because that's just (laughs) how he operates making us do big things that we definitely can't do in our own strength so just make sure your confidence is in him and that if he's calling you to these spaces that you do belong there and that you approach them as if you do belong there and don't let nobody tell you that you don't Mm -hmm. and that's why that data and having clear goals is important too because Mm -hmm. when you go for funding once you have clear goals and you stick to it, mm. you know, quality is better 
than quantity, mm-hmm. right? And so it's okay to build small. It's mm-hmm. okay to start small. Sometimes people think you have to have the largest numbers at first. No, you mm-hmm. don't. But if you could actually say that you have 30 kids from the neighborhood that have been able to learn how to play an instrument, that yeah. have been able to do that, people are going to see that you have that impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping that data and those numbers strong from the very beginnings to highlight to your funders that you're here for this mm-hmm. and you can do it and you making it happen. Yeah, so this is a good place to really wrap up. Do you guys have any? Y'all been on the show for two weeks now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The first consecutive guests in history. You guys are making blessed and bossed up history. Thank you. So do you guys have any like parting advice or words or anything before we wrap up? Got something self-care strategist over there? You know, Tishy Poo, self-care Tish. I was going to say, I was thinking of a self-care uh, <laughs> <laughs> tip. Um, so I'm going give, to give you guys a self-care tip of leave it, of creating boundaries in your life. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time, and I think it's the number one self-care, self-care tip. It's have boundaries. Be okay with saying no. And if you don't set the boundaries, other people definitely will run over top of you mm-hmm. and not set none because people don't have boundaries in life. So be okay with setting boundaries in your life. And... When you're making God your CEO, make sure you make that very clear to other people that that's a boundary in your life. Um, so just being sure that all the boundaries in your life are clear. Mm-hmm. And that's I think good. I just want to say anybody that's on their faith journey, struggling with their faith journey, I, I see you. And <laughs> it's okay. Just just be committed to being on the journey. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's the only thing. Get in the water. Here y'all go with this water. Get in the water. <laughs> Tish and I love water. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to encourage anyone that's not on the faith wall, because sometimes it could be intimidating to hear other people, you know, do and say all these things. But just um, be gentle with yourself, just as God is gentle with us, and mm-hmm. just, you know, continue on the journey. Yeah, and for those of you who are in any place of impact or influence or maybe you have reached a certain level in your journey and you may be trying to level up, always be an example. Always be an example. We talked about more is caught than taught on the show a few weeks ago. It's so important to be an example. Like for me, I know people are looking at me. I know that they're looking to see what I do. I know if we're out, they're looking to see if I drop some cuss words in conversations when I let my guard down. Like they're looking to see if I'm on vacation, if I'm going to actually get up and read my Bible like I would do at home. Like I know people are looking. And so for me, it's a priority to always lead by example. And then, but always have a loving heart towards God's people and wherever they are in their journey. So just for anybody else, just be responsible people, responsible Christians, responsible people of influence, lead by example and love others. And I think that's it. That's all I got. So that wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I will talk to you guys next week.